Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. I can feel you breathe, I can feel your heartbeat faster, take me home tonight, I don't want to let you go till you see the light, take me home tonight, listen honey just like a Ronnie sang, be my little baby. Okay. Um, who is Ronnie? <laughs> I'm looking at these lyrics here and listen, honey, just like Ronnie sang, be my little baby. Okay. I need to Google this. Why don't I, <laughs> I should be doing these things in advance, but who is Ronnie? Can anybody tell me who Ronnie is? I'm leaving the podcast immediately and coming right back. Okay. I'm back. Nothing like recording your podcast for like two seconds and then having to leave and come back. Um, so Ronnie, I had to, I had to look this up. So it's Eddie. The song is take me home tonight by Eddie money and Ronnie in when it says, just like Ronnie says, be my little baby. Okay. So that's Ronnie Spector who is from the Ronettes. I don't think I've heard of the Ronettes, but I've heard of the song, you know, it's that old song. Well, it says from 1963, be my baby. I'm assuming it's be my, be my, be my little baby. Anyway, so that vocalist, Ronnie Spector, is like in Eddie Money's song here. And this is an old song even for me. I don't know why it popped into my head just now. But yeah, so she's coming in and said, be my little baby. So that makes sense. Anyway, but she's in his lyrics. Just And I never even, I've I've heard that song many times. I think I've sang the lyrics many times, but I don't even think I knew the lyrics said, just like Ronnie says, be my little baby. All right. Well, welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I am your host, Kate Flick, and I start every episode with a little spiritual karaoke with whatever song pops into my head as I am pressing record. And sometimes they're just random and sometimes they have meaning for people who are listening and sometimes they have meaning to the themes that come up during the episode or the messages. How is everybody doing this week? The energies. I just think this is a common theme moving forward, up and down, up and down, up and down. And today I believe is the new moon in Virgo. Is it? I don't even know. It's the new moon today. Anyway, apparently this is a really big new moon, but yeah, I am feeling a little bit of a shift today, but I found the week, found the energies to be quite intense. How about you? I had a nice swim today. It was so nice to get in the water. It just is so grounding for me. And honestly, when I was in the water, I felt like I was brought back 
to my childhood because I grew up where I swim now. I actually grew up in a house that was like steps away from the water that I swim in right now. And I remember coming down to this water as a child, swimming in this water. It's a river as a child. And when I was swimming today, I just felt really connected to my inner child. I felt, I don't know, I just had a lot of memories coming up and it just felt very healing for me today. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Different tools, techniques you can use to connect with your inner child. In the last episode, if you missed it, you can go back and re-listen. We were talking about meeting your inner child and the inner child archetypes. And I also had a link for meet your inner child meditation. I can put it in this week's show notes as well. It's a free 10 minute meditation infused with Reiki that can just help you meet your inner child, connect with your inner child. And it's a great, you know, a great meditation to do if you're new to inner child work. But even if you've been doing this for a while, it's going to be supportive. Before we get into today's episode, just a reminder that Reiki level one and two training are going to be kicking off. The live sessions are going to be kicking off on Sunday, September 24th and Sunday, October 1st. So there's just two live classes, approximately six hours each. And the rest of the content is in pre-recorded modules and you can access those today. If you purchase my training in the end, you will receive a certification as a level two Reiki practitioner, which means that you could take clients. You can, you know, share Reiki with friends, family, clients. You can charge for your services. If you wish, a lot of people take this training to deepen their own personal healing and that is the biggest gift, in my opinion, is the self-healing benefits from this training. And they are profound. So if you are interested in opening up your spiritual gifts, if you are interested in personal healing, inner child healing, Reiki is so supportive. I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit today. And I would love to have you in my upcoming training. So the links are in the show notes below and you can email me or DM me if you have any questions. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into today's podcast episode, Healing Your Inner Child. So last week we talked about the inner child archetypes, you know, how our inner child wounding shows up and Again, our inner child is that child version that exists within all of us. And I see it as being part of our subconscious. Like we've talked about this, I feel like many times on the podcast, but those first seven years of our lives are critical. They are crucial and they have a huge effect on our adult lives. Okay. So everything that we are experiencing as a child, especially in those first seven years, we are absorbing, okay? Our beliefs, um, our experiences, they're shaping our subconscious mind. And I've said this a million times, I will say it again, because it's just important to be reminded of this. As adults, we are operating, you know, from about 95% from our subconscious, which means we are only making conscious choices, decisions, 
about 5% of the time. And the rest of the time, we are often just repeating patterns from our childhood. We are thinking thoughts that we thought as children. Okay, we are holding beliefs from those early years. And a lot of the time, those beliefs, those thoughts, and the actions aren't supporting the lives that we are living now or want to live now. It's the, this subconscious programming is keeping us stuck. And so I feel that healing your inner child can really help us break free from some of this limiting program programming from our childhoods. And I do believe that healing your inner child can help you unlock so much abundance and prosperity and opportunity because you're literally breaking free. I'm seeing you break free of these shackles, these chains that were just holding you back. And these chains I'm seeing, and I've seen this image before in client readings where these people have chains around their ankles. And it's like these chains kept them feeling safe and secure for a period of time, like grounded almost like the, the chains were their safety net almost. And now these same chains and shackles that kept somebody feeling safe are now keeping that person stuck. And so it's time to break free from the chains, break free from the subconscious, from the conditioning from your childhood, from these limiting patterns to step into your freedom. And I feel like connecting with your inner child, healing your inner child is a huge step in in breaking free from these chains. It's, I'm almost seeing it as being the key to unlock the chains to free you from your current situation. I feel like a lot of people are feeling stuck right now, just really stuck. And there's fear with that. And again, there can be shame and guilt. There's so many factors, but I'm seeing that many people are feeling almost immobilized and not sure about next steps. And that's, again, we're connecting with your inner child can be liberating and I just keep hearing that these patterns from your childhood, the conditioning from your childhood kept you safe for a period of time, but it's not keeping you safe anymore. It's time to let go and move into a new reality, okay? A more conscious reality. And with that, we're going to segue into our first tip. And that that is practicing some form of mindfulness. Okay. And that's something that has definitely helped me connect with my inner child. And I was just talking about the odd being on autopilot, that being caught in your childhood conditioning to free yourself from that. It's important to bring yourself into the present moment and mindfulness practices like breathwork and meditation are so effective in helping bring you into the present moment and allowing you to connect with yourself. Meditation and breath work have helped me deepen my self-awareness and connect with myself on a deeper level. And so it's spending that time in silence with yourself in this calm setting that you 
may begin to have realizations. You may have a memory come into your awareness from your childhood. I feel like in my meditation sessions and my breathwork sessions, that's when I have the most profound realizations. But oftentimes people in this day and age are so busy, so very busy that there's no time to have these realizations, to have these aha moments, to reflect, to connect with yourself in solitude. And I think that that is so important and so necessary when you are starting to connect with your inner child and heal your inner child. You need to have those moments of quiet and solitude with yourself, which then allows for potential realizations and memories to come through for you. And if you were just go, go, going all the time and you're the person who is busy running from one thing to the other, and don't get me wrong, I know how busy life is. It's, it can be chaotic and crazy and people are living such busy lives. But when I think of the time I waste scrolling, for instance, like if, if, if someone out there saying, I'm too busy to meditate, I don't have the time, I don't really believe it because... <laughs> I know how much time I waste scrolling and on different things. Like if it's a priority, you will make time for it. And I just think it's so important, healing, powerful to spend time in quiet with yourself every day. And you will probably feel resistance to doing this if this is a new habit or ritual or routine for you. That's normal to feel resistance but just keep it, I've said this before, start small, start with a few minutes a day, even just hand on the heart. Let's do it now together. Put a hand on your heart. We're just going to take one conscious breath together. So a deep inhale through the nose, breathing deep into your belly, allowing the air to rise up into your ribs and your chest. Slow exhale through the mouth. And that's just one moment of connection with yourself today. And that's how you can start. That's how you can start this mindfulness ritual is just with one small moment of presence and connection. And you can build on that eventually. But set if you have to set an alarm on your watch or your phone to breathe, just one conscious breath a day, and then you can build on that. But every time you connect with yourself in a conscious way, I feel like you're connect, starting to build that self-awareness and connect with parts of yourself that you may have repressed. And oftentimes it's our inner child that has been repressed for so long, but wants to be acknowledged. Another good thing to do is a senses meditation. I don't know if that's even the proper name for it, but I've, you could probably Google something and find a meditation or you could do it yourself where you just try to engage all your senses because to connect with your inner child is to connect with all your senses. Think about being a young child. You're just getting messy and connecting with things kinesthetically and you're, you know, just so curious and examining things and you're just you, I feel like children engage all their senses 
when they play and when they engage with the world around them. And as adults, we often, you know, kind of drift away from that engagement of the senses. So if you could find, um, either an activity, even like cooking, if you're cooking, you could just become very aware of, you know, the smells and take time to smell maybe the spices or the ingredients that you're using, or if you're kneading dough and just really focus on the sense, the physical sensations of kneading the dough and taste what you are cooking. Okay. And listen to like the bubbling of the sauce or just anything that's engaging your senses. Because what I'm hearing, (laughs) what I'm hearing is just making experiences more sensory in your everyday life is going to be healing to your inner child. So another way you can connect with your inner child or start to heal your inner child is to create more structure or less, depending on the type of childhood that you had. This is something that I have been kind of intuitively doing. So if you grew up, this came, this came up in a session I did once as a tip for someone, this came through in the records once, and I've been using this tip for myself. It's to just reflect on your childhood. Did you have parents who were overly structured and there's so many rules, things were very rigid. Okay. And every, maybe you were overscheduled as a child. Okay. Where everything, you didn't feel like you had a lot of maybe free time, or maybe you didn't have a lot of say in the activities you were doing or around how you used your time. Maybe that was your experience, or maybe you grew up in a household that didn't have a lot of structure, not a lot of limits or rules. You could go to bed whenever you want, wanted, you could eat whatever you wanted. There weren't a lot of rules. So take a moment to reflect on, you know, what your upbringing was like. Did you have too much structure or not enough? And then do the opposite now. And this is something that I have been really working on. And it's hard because I am a huge rule follower. And it's not that I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess my my parents are pretty strict. But I remember also liking the rules that my parents had, like deep down, like I didn't think they were crazy strict, maybe compared, like not overboard, but whatever the case, I grew up being a huge rule follower. Okay. And wanted to do everything perfectly. Didn't want to make any mistakes, wanted to follow the rules to a T always. And that's followed me into my adulthood. I hate breaking rules. And it's interesting because in human design, I'm a manifester and my energy, I'm meant to break rules. I'm meant to do things differently, but I've always felt like I should follow what others have done before me. And I need to follow the plan that others have laid out. I remember in the past when I started teaching, I took over some courses from people who had retired or moved on from teaching a particular course. And I wanted to get like photocopy all their binders, get everything and do it exactly how they had done it. Because I just, you know, in my mind, it's like they had been teaching this. 
That's how it should be taught. I need to model myself on them and teach it exactly as they had, which is so limiting and not teaching to my strengths. And I know I, I love to create. I learned later, like in my teaching, I love to switch things up all the time. I love to create new lessons and do things differently outside the box when I was teaching. But for many years, I tried to model myself on uh, what other people were doing and follow their blueprint because I just assumed that that was right. And I wanted to follow the quote unquote rules or unwritten rules. So I became very regimented in a lot of ways. And I could even see that through my eating habits, through my exercise routine throughout the years, just very rigid, would not let myself miss a day, sleep in, miss a workout, that type of thing. You know, get up at five in the morning and you have to work out no matter how you're feeling. And so what I've been working on lately, and I did it just this morning, (laughs) I didn't get up, you know, at 5 a.m. I got up at 5 a.m. yesterday and went for a walk with my husband and did my uh, workout, which somatic exercises, which I like to do in the morning and my morning routine. But this morning I was tired. Like I could feel it. I could feel when I opened my eyes, I don't want to get up. And I rolled over and didn't get up. (laughs) I skipped my early morning workout slash walk because I was honoring my body. And I never would have let myself do that years ago because that's breaking the rule. I set these rules out for myself. I work out, you know, I used to work out six days a week and used to do all these intense workouts and everything, which is... I've got, I've, I've definitely not doing that anymore, but it's like, I'm allowing myself to break these rules. And again, these rules are rules that I've created. There's no real rules, but that's also more in alignment with my manifestor and energy and learning about, you know, my human design, learning that I'm not, I don't have the same energy as other people. I'm not, I, I'm not a generator. I can't keep going and going and going. I need lots of rest and I have intense rest periods. Learning more about myself and that's that self-awareness piece. I think to heal your inner child, you need to cultivate more self-awareness and, and really start to learn more about yourself and how you operate because I was, and sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here in a different direction, but I was operating like a generator my whole life, just working myself to the bone and, and just giving myself no rest. And so now learning about my human design, I feel like I'm honoring to my inner child that just kept pushing and pushing and didn't allow herself maybe to rest either or break any rules. And and now I'm trying to do things differently. And another example for me in my life, how I'm breaking rules is, you know, I used to be very regimented with my food. Everything had to be organic, mostly, you know, a lot of vegetables, protein, and just very strict. And I've, t- <laughs> I probably should get a little more strict, but now I'll eat a meal without vegetables. Like I would never have like a rule that I had is you have to have vegetables at every meal. Like that's just a no, that was just a no brainer. I had to not a no brainer, but non-negotiable. And now I feel like I'm honoring my inner child by having, having a breakfast or any meal 
without a vegetable. And that's okay. You can do that. And I feel like that is helping to heal my inner child is allowing myself to break these rules. If you were someone who grew up without a lot of rules, or maybe, maybe you grew up with a lot, maybe you didn't grow. It really depends how you reacted to that, right? Like you could have grown up in a household with no rules. And then you became, because of that, you became like me obsessed with rules, overly structured. Okay. Or you may have grown up in a house without a lot of rules and and now you don't have any structure in your adult life because you never had that model to you. So if you are someone who hasn't had a lot of structure in these last number of years, maybe you need to give yourself some, some structure as an adult, create a bedtime, you know, create some limits around screen usage, a bedtime routine, a morning ritual, create more structure in your life today. If you were lacking that in your childhood, maybe you were the kid who was just allowed to do anything because your parents just didn't have the time or energy to create limits for you. Or maybe they grew up in a house without limits and that's all that they were modeled. Whatever the case your inner child may be craving some structure, some security, some limits. And it's for your adult self to come in and create those limits to help your inner child feel safe. Another way to connect with your inner child is allow yourself to play. Engage in activities you did as a child that brought you joy. Okay, think back to your childhood. What did you love doing? Maybe it was a sport. Maybe it was an activity. It could be playing video games, but you haven't allowed yourself to do that because, oh, I'm an adult. Adults shouldn't play video games. (laughs) Or maybe it was biking around the neighborhood. Maybe it was playing with dolls or doing crafts, arts and crafts, or playing basketball in the neighborhood. Take some time to reflect on your childhood. Think about the activities that you love to do, that you enjoy doing, and see if you can incorporate them into your life as an adult. Maybe you can join uh, an intramural type basketball league, or it might not be, maybe basketball is not available, but there's some type of like ultimate Frisbee, where you're still, you're moving your body, you're on a team. It's giving you the same dynamics and the opportunity to move your body, laugh, maybe be a little bit competitive. Actually, pickleball. I've heard that pickleball is really very popular these days, especially with the older folks. Actually, I've heard a lot of younger people are doing it too. And just be careful if you are a bit older, because I heard it can be hard on the knees. Um, If you're tuning into the Golden Bachelor coming up soon, no, it's Gary. It looks like it's spelled Jerry, but the Golden Bachelor, his name is Gary. And I heard he's a, a big time pickleball enthusiast. So yeah, pick up some pickleball. (laughs) Go for a pick up pickleball game. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers playing pickleball. I actually had a client who was working on 
inner child healing and they bought an e-bike because they were feeling a nudge towards getting an e-bike and I think like to bike as a child. And I was like, that is so amazing. And it's, you see, it's almost like, it doesn't have to be exactly like what you did as a child that, you know, your banana seat. Oh my gosh. Did you have a banana seat? Your banana seat driving around the neighborhood, <laughs> but you can get an adult. It's almost like an adult version. You can adultify. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't think so. You can adultify your childhood activity or passion and, that's what this client did by getting an e-bike, which I thought was so cool. Another way to help heal and connect with your inner child is by looking at your attachment style. And I've talked about this in another podcast, but I think it is really important to know and understand your attachment style. So the attachment style theory, attachment theory would say that your relationship with your primary caregiver, who is oftentimes your mother, sets the stage for every adult relationship you have moving forward. And there are different types of attachment. Like you could be avoidant attachment. You could be disorganized. You could be secure. You know, we all want to be, have a secure attachment because that leads to more healthy relationships. But knowing your attachment style can help you connect with your inner child and heal that part of yourself. Because oftentimes we are just recreating these patterns, these attachment patterns in our adult relationships. So by determining your attachment style, and you can Google attachment style quiz online to find out what your attachment style is, or you can you know, do a little research on your own, but finding out your attachment style gives you insight into your inner child, allows you to connect to that child version of yourself, because that's when your attachment forms in your early years with your primary caregiver and has this profound effect. Again, this is a theory, it's attachment theory, but it states that it would have, it it has a huge effect on all your other relationships. So understanding how you show up in relationships, what your attachment style is, can help you heal your inner child and also help you build healthier relationships moving forward and understand how you show up in relationships. Another great way to connect with and heal your inner child is through affirmations I believe we talked about affirmations a little bit last week, but affirmations can help you reprogram your subconscious mind. The thoughts that you have as an adult are often the thoughts of your inner child. And again, that goes back to that childhood conditioning, subconscious programming. And we don't even realize that we are thinking these thoughts from our childhood. So if you had someone tell you you're ugly, you're stupid, you know, you are clumsy, you are a bad person in your childhood, there's a good chance that you are still holding on to these beliefs. These thoughts have over the years become beliefs and, and they are circulating in your mind today and having an impact. So by becoming aware of these thoughts, and that's where the medic, medic, medication, <laughs> meditation and breathwork 
comes come in because they can help you become aware of some of these thoughts when you take that time to connect with the present moment. And maybe you'll become bombarded with some of these negative thoughts that you're having. You might become very aware of them. So the mindfulness piece is important. And so once you recognize that you're having these thoughts, it's important to work to reprogram them. And a great way to do that is by using affirmations. So you can create them on your own. I am worthy. I am worthy of unconditional love. I am lovable. I am beautiful exactly as I am. I am safe. Like if you maybe didn't feel safe in your childhood, there's a lot of chaos and uncertainty. You may really need to work on affirmations around safety and security. I am safe in my body. A lot of people didn't feel safe in their body in childhood. So they disassociated still didn't, still didn't Google to find out if it's dissociated. Somebody hit me up in the, in the, in the DMS. Is it dissociated or disassociated? I feel like I've heard both, but you left your body because it didn't feel safe. And so again, the mindfulness, mindfulness piece comes in. It's, it's training yourself, reminding yourself that you are safe to be in your body in the present moment. And these affirmations can help you reprogram your subconscious mind and also heal those wounded parts of your inner child. Another thing you could do to help connect with and heal your inner child is to write that child version of yourself a letter. And I did this once before. I feel like I need to do this again. And you could do it to address a particular circumstance or event that happened in your childhood that may be affecting you today that has been unresolved. Okay. Something again, that was traumatic for you and brought up a lot and maybe write a letter to support that child version of yourself through that, or just a general letter of acknowledgement, acknowledging any pain or suffering that you may have experienced as a child and just validating that child version of yourself, maybe giving them the validation that they didn't get as a child. And you could just do that in general. You could pick an age, okay, write a letter to your seven-year-old self, okay? Or again, pick a circumstance or an event. Maybe if your parents went through a divorce when you were young, and that had a really big impact on you, write a letter to yourself at that age, comforting yourself, maybe telling that child version of yourself, the things that you needed to hear at that time, like reassuring them that it was going to be okay. Just let yourself be intuitively guided with how you approach this letter and just trust that whatever comes through is exactly what you're inner child needed to hear in the moment. The next thing I'm going to talk about is boundaries. And it sort of goes hand in hand when I talked about creating limits for yourself, if you didn't have a lot of structure in your childhood, but with the boundaries, I just want to go a little bit deeper with that. Some children perhaps didn't have adults protecting them with certain boundaries when they were children. So the adults maybe didn't know how to set boundaries. So that in turn meant that their children 
were maybe exposed to things that they shouldn't have been exposed to. And that could even just be certain, like watching television shows or movies that were extremely violent or sexual at a a young age or engaging in conversations that a young child should never have been a part of. And if your parent relied on you, so we've talked about parentification before where the parent almost looks to the child um, for usually emotional support and sometimes physical support. But if you had a caregiver who was relying on you for emotional support, that's a sure sign that there were some boundaries that were missing in your childhood. So to connect with your inner child and heal your inner child today, you need to set some, start setting perhaps some more boundaries within relationships. What is acceptable treatment? What is not for you? Boundaries at work. Okay. Boundaries around how you spend your time. And I already talked about this, but you may need to set a bedtime for yourself, or you may need to limit how much screen time you have or the types of shows you watch. Are you watching violent shows before bed and wondering why you can't sleep at night? Or are you listening to murder? I'm sorry. I hope I don't get hate for this because I know people love their murder podcasts or whatever they're called, (laughs) but it's like, are you an anxious person and you're binge listening to these murder podcasts? You may, you may not be realizing it. You're being subconsciously pulled to them and perhaps it's keeping your central nervous system jacked up. You don't, you, you might not be aware of it, but watching horror movies and scary movie or scary TV shows, violent TV shows, listening to these murder podcasts can keep your central nervous system jacked up on high alert in fight or flight and keep you chronically stressed. So if you're somebody who's anxious, you're having trouble sleeping and you don't feel calm, you don't feel a lot of peace, but this is the type of content you're consuming, okay, then you may have to set some boundaries and realize, okay, I'm going to step in here. Yes, maybe the child version of yourself is drawing these things in because it's mimicking the chaos from your childhood, but I need to set some boundaries with myself right now and realize that, okay, if I don't want to give up my murder podcast, at least just listen to them like before 7 p.m. if you're somebody who has trouble sleeping. And I know some people might not have any issues watching that type of thing and it doesn't affect them at all and that's totally fine. But if you are sensitive and you are anxious and you're consuming a lot of this content, then it's probably having an effect. I don't know where this came from. I feel like somebody must need to hear that today, but your murder podcast may be contributing to your anxiety. Another thing is caffeine. And I told you, I had to set boundaries with myself with alcohol and caffeine, two things I loved. (laughs) So I understand the murder podcast people because I did not want to give up my coffee or my wine. Did not want to, but... I had to set these boundaries for myself as an adult. I feel like when you set these boundaries for yourself, you are healing that child version of yourself. Okay, so the very last little tool 
or technique or tip I will give you for connecting with your inner child and healing your inner child is do 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 surprise surprise Reiki <laughs> and I've already mentioned this but Reiki has been the biggest most powerful most impactful thing that has helped me heal but helped me connect with my inner child and start to understand myself on a whole new level in a much deeper way. And I've mentioned this before, but it helps you peel back the layers and it's those layers of childhood conditioning, okay, that have shielded us from seeing who we truly are. And again, I know I've said this a million times, I've already said this before, but I have, but I had no idea who I was. I thought I did. I thought I knew myself and realized, oh my gosh, I literally had no idea who I was. And these last few years have been getting to know myself on a deeper level and realizing I am not the person that I thought I was. I am not this extroverted person who loves to be at parties and be social do all these things. I am so introverted. I do not like being out in large groups. I like being at my in my home. I like being quiet. And again, alcohol kind of was like the crutch and the mask that prevented me from seeing. That was one of the things that prevented me from seeing my true self for so many years because it enabled me to go out into these social situations and be around people all the time, it was my crutch. It prevented me from seeing the truth of who I am. And it honestly prevented me from seeing my inner child and recognizing my inner child wounding. And Reiki is the thing that actually helped me <laughs> let go of alcohol and let go of the caffeine, the coffee. I am telling you, it will show you the things that aren't in alignment because you receive that. If you are trained in Reiki, even if you just get sessions, it, it's obviously very healing and it can show you things through the sessions, but so profound when you take the training and you are energetically upgraded, your frequency is literally upgraded. And so the things that aren't in alignment with your authentic self, they will fall away or they will be brought into your awareness. And so that's why it's been such a powerful tool for me because it's shown me parts of myself that I didn't even realize existed. And it's just been mind blowing, honestly. But if you are somebody who likes to get Reiki sessions the energy can be supportive for you, especially when you set the intention that you want to meet your inner child, you want to heal your inner child, you will receive guidance to help you in that area. But it's even more profound after you become trained in Reiki because you can, the energy is spiritually guided and you can work with it and set that intention and to do that inner child healing, to do that inner work. Because you have to meet your inner child. This is an inside job. Okay. You can't look outside of yourself. You're going to have to do the inner work because that's, as I'm saying that I'm seeing that's where that little child version of yourself resides. 
It's like almost part of your subconscious. So you have to go within to heal, help to, to start that healing process with your inner child. Okay. Well, I think that is about it for today's episode. I'm sure there, there's tons and tons of ways that you can connect with your inner child, that you can start to heal your inner child. This is just what was flowing through me today. Some of my personal experiences doing this work, but you can go and look into it on your own, do your own research as well, and be intuitively guided as you meet your inner child, as you work to connect with your inner child. And sometimes when you're doing this work, it's going to be challenging. You are going to be faced with memories and emotions that you have repressed. You didn't want to acknowledge, but if you are embarking on this inner child healing journey now, you are ready. You are ready for whatever comes up for you. Okay. It's going to come up when you are ready. And so just trust that and surrender to the process. And just try to be present with whatever comes up for you, the difficult emotions and memories, but also be willing to let those emotions go. Don't hold on to them. You've repressed them for so long. Acknowledge and then release. Okay, well, I hope you have the best rest of your day. Be gentle with yourself as you do this work, it can be challenging, but it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful gift that you can give yourself connecting with your inner child. If you do any of this work, let me know. I'd love to hear about any of your experiences and I will see you here next week. Same place, same ish time. Bye. 